This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What the fuck is up? Oh, it's been so long. This is like the third time I've recorded this podcast, but it's it's a difficult thing to talk about and my brain's a bit fucked, so I've been mincing my words a bit and it's been rubbish and then I finish it and then I'm like, I should probably do that again the next day when my brain's got a little bit more activity. And today I'm full to the brim with activity in the brain or in the brainal cortex. Um before I get started on what the fuck is wrong with me and a QA. There is the most ridiculous downbeat affiliated product that came out today, or you can pre-order it today. It is a limited edition vinyl version of the new Straight From The Path album, Internal Atomics. But in true downbeat fashion, it has a slipcase, full artwork, death metal artwork by Koki Greenway that does um, the aborted albums and other such excellent death metal bands. And it's so dumb. It's got a huge mutated lunar coming out of a nuclear explosion, melting people, melting churches. Um, and it's called Infernal Atomics. And it is limited to 150 UK and Europe and 90 US. I think there might be some Australian ones as well. I'm not sure. Um, it's on like a nuclear explosion splatter, orange and red and yellow splatter vinyl. And you can pick it up, probably the link in my bio, probably at thedownbe.at and probably a link in the Stray bio. Um, They're going to go. And when I'm fucking dead, it's going to be worth so much money. It'll be worth so much money anyway, because it's the dumbest thing that's ever happened. It's also a slip case. It's a full extra case on top of the normal album. So what I'm going to do with mine is I'm going to use the slipcase and put it in one of those nice frames so I can have a cool death metal artwork of my dog and still have a copy of the album. Please pick one up because it's absolutely mental that we've done this. Um, and if I don't sell them all, I'm going to look like a chump. Uh, yeah, that's about it. And I, I tell you what, if you get one, send me your confirmation and I will send you a discount code for the next lot of downbeat merchandise. What about that? That's a that's a good... That's a fucking nice guy. I'm just spending my own money so I don't look like a twat. Okay, let's get started on... Um, why the fuck am I not in Japan? I'm not in Japan. It's uh, Friday the 11th, is it? Friday the 11th. All my friends are in Japan where there's a typhoon about to get hit. The festival that we're supposed to be playing has been cancelled and moved to a smaller show on the Monday. And I'm not there. Why am I not there? Trigger warning, this is going to get pretty dark. Um, skips 20 minutes in if you don't like talk of stuff like that. Uh, add a bit of health, a bit of a health ting. Um, truth be told, I'm going to start at the beginning. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you probably noticed for a few months I've been sleeping absolutely terribly. Um, didn't know what it was. Just been sleeping awful. And it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. And then it sort of culminated in me not sleeping for five days straight. Like, I'm saying, I'm, I mean, like, not sleeping. Not just, oh, I slept badly. Literally not sleeping. It's the weirdest thing was happening, right? Just as I was falling asleep, there'd be this weird noise in the middle of my face. 
It sounds insane, doesn't it? Um, and it would just wake me up at the moment of just about to fall asleep, like some sort of torture, you know, Chinese water torture, where they just like drip a bit of water on you, and then you tell them the government secrets. It was like that, but in my inside my face, and um, no one believed me. And I, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever slept, not slept for 24 hours, but if you do it for five days, you fucking lose the plot. Um, No one really believed me. I was, I fully fucking lost it. Like, went to an accident, an emergency, went to the doctors. Let's do the timeline. I went to the doctors on sort of day five of no sleep and, um, he was there and by this point I'm a fucking wreck absolute wreck like crying in the doctors and stuff um and he's like well you're obviously depressed um take these pills and at this point I'd have taken anything he could could have said uh you're obviously a sheet of A4 paper um so just fold yourself up and pop yourself in the post box and it'll be fine I would have done it um I was honestly brain brain was pouring out of my ears um so he's like yeah you're obviously depressed take these pills and i'm like okay sweet this is this going to help me to sleep he was like yeah take them at night time so that night this is already five days of no sleep i take these pills and uh, they're not sleeping pills they're antidepressants and i then don't sleep again for the whole night and i'm like grinding my teeth i feel like i'm coming up on like a ecstasy or something not that i've ever done ecstasy but you know i what i imagine coming up on a pill feels like uh for the whole night still not sleeping losing my fucking mind it and then i was like i was just thinking right i'm just gonna kill myself i'm gonna fucking this is mental now this is six days of no sleep how am i gonna do this with the least amount of clean up or pissing people off or just you know I just wanted to just disappear and you know now I'm thinking straight I know that was a fucking mental idea but I was up there I went this is I was going to the spare room to try and sleep and I was like I'll tell you what I'll do I will go to like there's there's like all these like lorries and stuff around here that everyone in the, in the village sort of hates because they don't put like a bit on the top to stop the debris falling off and it falls on the road and it could injure people or whatever and I was like you know what I'll do I'll just sit on the corner and then when a lorry comes past from one of the factories around here I'm going to stick my fucking head underneath it and blow my fucking head up like a watermelon and then sort of in a way there might be an investigation to the HGVs and the lorries and then I'd actually do do a service this is fucking mental saying it out loud now when i'm fine it is fucking bananas but that's what i was going to do instead of that i said i went downstairs i'm fucking my parents are up here came up by this point because my my wife didn't know what to do no one knew what to do i'm still telling everyone about this fucking noise happening in my face and no one knows what it is and everyone just thinks i'm fucking crazy so then and by this point i am fully crazy so i was just like i said to katie i think Katie, no my mum. i think i was like i need to go to hospital i don't i'm gonna fucking either i'm gonna kill myself or we go to fucking hospital so we went to a and e 
and uh, I get to see this fucking mental health crisis nurse because again everyone just thinks I'm losing my mind and by this point I am losing my mind and she's like she does all these tests blah 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 and she basically says why didn't the doctor give you sleeping pills like from speaking to you like I, I just think you need to sleep um you know and you need to see an ENT about whatever this noise is she's like that's you know that's not a thing it, like believing your face is making noise isn't like a well-known mental illness you just need to sleep so she prescribed me some sleeping pills and she also said that the fucking antidepressants that the doctor had given me you shouldn't take them at night the first time because some people it has like a stimulating effect um and for some people it can actually worsen thoughts of you know doing mental shit and i've never had thoughts of doing mental shit really um so it was just like a side effect combined with the f- six hours of no sleep or whatever and this doctor just rashly prescribing me pills before before sending me to an ENT for the fucking nose thing I was trying to tell him about and before you know you should at least have some sort of therapy before they just slap you on a fucking pill anyway so she gives me some sleeping pills I go home I get three hours sleep for the first time in six days because I've got these sleeping pills um and obviously the next day I feel a lot better because I've had three hours sleep, but I'm still fucking mental. My nose is still making this fucking noise. So I go to emergency GP um, and she is a complete asshole. She takes one look at me. It's a Saturday morning. Takes one look at the hand tattoos and everything. And she's like, what drugs are you on? I'm like, I'm not on drugs. I don't take drugs. Yeah, what, what drugs are you on? I'm not going to give you Valium. And I'm like, I don't want Valium. I want you to look up my fucking nose and tell me what the fuck is going on. Well, I don't have the tools to do that. I'll give you I'll give you two milligram Valium. I'm like, I don't want it. Right? I know what that does. It's a muscle relaxant. I don't want that. I want you to look up my nose. She looks up my nose begrudgingly. She doesn't have the tools to do it. And she's like, yeah, there is some sort of growth up there. I'm like, thank fuck for that. Uh, she's like, yeah, well, I, can, I can put you forward to any, an ENT or... You can, no, I would just put you forward for an ENT. Oh, it'll be three months. It's like, well, I don't have three months because I'm supposed to be going on tour in four days or whatever it was. Um, she said, well, you'll have to go pay to go private then. So by this point, I'm like, my mind is still gone. Three hours sleep in six days combined with some antidepressants that I arguably didn't need. Um, by this point, I probably did need them, but at the time I didn't need them and they were given to me at a fucking strange in strange circumstances so at this point I'm like having panic attacks and stuff because I'm supposed to be going on tour I haven't played the drums in fucking two weeks I'm worried I'm going to let all the boys down blah 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 so my wife phones Tom explains everything that's going on and Tom's obviously just the best and like yeah we'll just sort it apparently i spoke to tom i can't fucking remember anything apparently i was like crying and stuff um the you know the boys got matt guglielmo am i saying that right i've got no idea i'm so bad at second names um you know they sorted him out and apparently he thought they had a band practice he smashed it so that was that out of my mind now it was just like let's get fixed i paid to go to a private ent which cost me so much fucking money i love the nhs and everything but 
it's amazing if you're like dying and you can't afford it but if you're if you're in a hurry you still have to pay to go private and that's you know that's fine it's because the nhs is severely underfunded and completely crippled from the inside by the conservative government but um so i paid with my own hard-earned money so please buy a t-shirt please buy a t-shirt please buy a t-shirt uh to go to this private ent he takes a look at my nose and he's like yep your inferior turbinate it's called is completely swollen shut um and you need this steroid spray to sort it out and if that doesn't work you'll need surgery or whatever um and what's happening what he hypothesized is happening is that it's completely sealed shut it's like these things in inside your nose that tell you what the, the temperature of the air is and they change it and whatever and they to, they alternate to allow you to breathe if you've got a cold or whatever anyway one of mine is completely sealed shut from an allergy could be a food allergy could be anything could be a combination of things um and what's happening is when you just when you fall asleep all your muscles relax and what was happening is mine my turbinate was sealed shut but when i fell asleep it was just separating because of the muscles relaxing and it would make this huge noise in my fucking face and i was just like i couldn't believe it there was an actual you know i wasn't making it all up and then he gives me a steroid spray and we get home i'm trying to nap and then my wife actually hears the noise herself because it makes like it's so loud this time that she hears it and she's like what was that i was like that's the fucking noise and I've always had shit sinuses, but as you can probably hear, <laughs> fucked. But she could hear it. The doctor had just told me, I was like, it's like the biggest fucking weight off my mind. Um, start taking the steroid spray. That clears up. And then, so obviously we made the call for the boys not to go. And I thought, you know, I thought it was getting better. And then I just had this mad relapse where I was just waking up in the middle of the night, just sweating and I was choking I was like choking myself awake like sleep apnea um so I've had a load of blood tests for that and there's like a load of theories they're like it could be a thyroid you could have been hyperthyroid um that would explain why you're like waking up into sweats or whatever could be this could be that so I'm waiting on those blood tests I just got an email imagine if that's the blood test it fucking is as well how unbelievable is that I've just got my thyroid test result as I was doing this TSH, 1.93, which is apparently very normal. T3, 6, 3 thyroid, I don't know what any of this means, but it's all green. Autoimmune, immunity, 12.3. That's all green, that's all good. So it's not my thyroid, we've just figured that out live on air. Um... Oh, that's good. Yeah, so fuck knows. Uh, so the other theory, I can't believe that just happened as I was doing it. The other theory, which is probably the correct theory, is that now because of all the, the sleep deprivation, the, you know, the longest anyone's ever stayed up was ten and a half days, and I was on fucking six, six and a half. Um, they're like, you probably just got some sleep anxiety now and like actual PTSD from the situation that happened, and that's why you're waking up choking because you're remembering it. Anyway, I read a book. Uh, Josh Middleton's wife suggested a book about sleep by Dr. Guy Meadows. Um, and it's about 
anxiety and sleep and stuff like that. And I read that, and that sort of that sort of helped, I think. And I've had now, I think I'm probably five out of seven days of good sleep. So I think I'm fucking back, baby. And I'm definitely coming to America because I'm losing my fucking mind sitting here. Uh, I don't know if I've left anything out, but it's been rough. Um, I've always been someone that sort of teeters on the edge of mental health, as in like, I'm usually pretty fucking upbeat, but you could, it'll take one thing and then I'm like, right, that's it, this is the end of the world. I've always been like that, but I think it took this sort of sleep deprivation for me to realise what it really feels like when someone's well, that really wants to die. Um, and it is horrible. And I've got so much newfound empathy. Not that I didn't have any before, but you don't know until you, you've sort of been there just how bad it is, like thinking about doing something like that and you fucking you plan it and you're like well how is this going to be less annoying for people like they're going to be annoyed definitely definitely going to be annoyed but is there anything I could do to just sort of even make it funny or like that's what I was thinking it's fucking crazy um but now I'm fine I you know I know that's that was just an horrible horrible time and barring some sort of six-week South Africa, South Africa, Southeast Asia tour, um, shan't be not sleeping for that long ever again. Uh, so hopefully that's it. Uh, but I think it's quite apt that this is the day after Mental Health Awareness Day or whatever, which I don't really post about stuff like that, but it's... It's a tough one because I see a lot of people posting about it who I know for a fact don't check in on their friends or have been annoyed with me or other people for bailing on plans due to anything to do with mental health. And I think it's a little bit insincere. But then again, everyone talking about it is better. So I don't really know. So in in closing for this section, just fucking be nice to your mates. Check on in and be like, all right, mate, you doing all right? And if they just go, yeah... She'd be like, are you actually doing right though? Are you planning on fucking smashing your head like a watermelon with an HGV on the side of the fucking road? Anyway, to sum that up, I'm good now. We're good. Oh, he's so brave. <laughs> he's been so brave to talk about it. <clears throat> oh, what am I going to do? Not talk about it? I don't give a fuck. 100% honesty. I'm straight. Shoot from the hip, babe. Listen, this shit is normal. Every day, people all over the world feel like that. This is the first time I've felt like that, but it's normal. It happens to everyone at some point, or most people at some point. It's not brave. we just got to normalise it a little bit. Talk about it. Speak to your mates. Can't stress that enough. I know this is all, you know, what everyone says to get likes on Twitter, but fuck me. If I didn't have, in particular, the boys in the band just dealing with everything so well, my wife and Samuel David Carter from Hit Noise Nicks Architects. He's been my rock, my FIFA-based rock. Shout out to Sam. But yeah, talk to your mates. Talk to anyone. Uh, do you want to do a Q&A? Because it's going to be way more fun. And my thyroid's not fucked, which is good. Um, excellent news. 
Excellent thyroid news. Let's do a Q&A. Shall I do the downbeat jingle here? Because then it would be like two different podcasts. Ha 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 ha. It's question and answer time. And that is, of course, the jingle for question and answers on the Downbeat podcast that I've just created. Um, number one, do you did you enjoy recording slash engineering bands? How did you go about getting into that? And then would you do it again in the future? And there's another question of someone saying, how did you get started with drum mixing and stuff like that so i'm going to answer this in two two, answer both your questions in one thing number one i fucking hate it i hate recording other people i hated it um very particular with my substitute bench of friends and sometimes you know if you've got five brand new people um chances are i'm not going to like one of them and that doesn't go very well and then the other thing the, the biggest pet peeve of all with that is that everyone in the fucking world, with the exception of maybe sort of 10% of people, thinks they are far better than they are at their instrument because of edited videos or not having, um, what's the word, mindful practice where you can hear yourself. So they'll come in and be like, yeah, yeah, I've got these songs. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're not really nailing that bit, mate. You're not really nailing it. You're, you're probably going to need to do another take there. Really? I thought I nailed it. And you play it back and they're like, oh, oh. Uh, was that was that the take I just did? Was that take before it? No, no, that was that take. You fucking shit, mate. And then with drums, that means you need to fucking record. You need to edit everything. I hate editing drums. You know this. I hate it. Both on principle and how tedious it is. And then the same with guitars. And also, I don't really care about guitars, so it's just like, was that good? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. If it's not, I'm going to ring Josh, and I'm going to get him to record it instead. Did that twice when I was recording bands. Sorry, bands, I was recording, but your EP came out pretty fucking good, because I phoned Josh from Silosis and Architects, and I said, Josh, can you fucking play these songs better than this cunt? Um... And how did I learn how to do that shit? I'll tell you how I learned. I first learned on the Andy Sneap forums. Don't know who Andy Sneap is. He's like a thrash producer. Legend. Apparently he lives quite near me. But don't know how I'd go about being like, you want to be mates? But um, I, I just learned a lot on there and fiddling around. And then i tell you who I learned the most from. Adam Nolly Get Good. Because he doesn't keep anything a secret. I went, oi, Nolly, how do you make this sound good? And he went, you do exactly this. And I was like, oh. I thought you were going to give me some fucking wacky concept that I had to unleash like a puzzle to figure out. He was like, no, you just do this, click this, click this, do this, scoop here, blah, blah, blah. And he has a creative live masterclass that he did with Matt Halpern. And on that, he just tells you exactly how to sound like Nolly. And Nolly's the fucking, Nolly's my favorite mixer for drums. He just fucking, and I don't care about anything else. So yeah, he's my favorite mixer. Sorry, Will Putney. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're my second favourite. I do love Will and I do love Nolly because both of them use real drums. That's question one. Let's do question two. Quite a few pretty good, like, quick-fire ones here that I'll do before I go in more in-depth with a couple of them. You know, we know you're a few, huge Tool fan. Which Tool song do you think has Danny Carey's best performance? Uh, I would say best performance. Probably the song Lateralis. Uh, maybe Eulogy. 
both of them excellent both of them ripped off by me in various forms if you listen to those songs you'll be like oh yeah that's where he stole that from the guy's not as clever as I think he is don't put me on a pedestal my friends because I'm fucking stealing everything what pedals do you play slash prefer speed cobra and I love iron cobras as well have you played the dynasync I have it was not for me I'm not a uh, what's the word I'm not a what's the fucking thing direct drive not for me I'm already like something fucking going on I've got a really particular way of playing the bass drum and it's called having no technique whatsoever have you ever thought about having your own signature drumsticks well I've thought about it but no one's going to give me them I can get those Vic Firth ones with my signature on them but they're fake the ones you know what everyone says my signature drumsticks are available they're not they're 5B with fucking name printed on them and they're not pitch matched because they can't do that so and it takes six weeks to get them I just can't be asked um because I'm I'm always late at ordering stuff do you spend more time in the gym or behind your set definitely more time behind the drums um and lately I've been to the gym like twice in three weeks because I've been upset um how do you approach fresh tattoos to heal before playing drums slash working out uh you put bapamphan on them. You cover them in bapamphan. Don't work out or do anything for at least 24, 48 hours afterwards. And then you just keep them lubed up and it's fine. I've only ever ruined one tattoo, which was my chest piece, because I went and benched the same day. Like a fucking moron. If Stray called it quits tomorrow, what would be the next... Or died in the typhoon. I'll just read between the lines there. Um, fuck, imagine if they did now and I've said this. Please don't die, everyone. Now I've said it, it won't happen. That's the way it works. That's the thinking of an OCD person. Um, If Stray called it quits tomorrow or died in a typhoon, what would be the next path you take, whether it's new bands, new business ventures, both, etc.? Ah, I don't know. It gives me fucking anxiety just thinking about that. Because I've never... I've been in a lot of bands. I've never been in a band where I love everyone so much. Um, It's literally just like being with your mates. Um, honestly, I'd probably go mega serious with the podcast, get some cameras and stuff, get, employ someone to film it and be a Jamie or whatever, um, and wait for somebody to ask me to join their band, but I ain't gonna, like, go looking for a band, I don't think. I'm old, um, I'd probably just sort of... Yeah, do the podcast more. Yeah, it'd be sad. I'd probably have to move. I'd probably have to move somewhere closer to my other real-life friends because currently all my friends are on tour. And when I come home, I don't have any friends. Oh, he's sad. Oh, he's so brave for talking about all of this. Fuck off. My guy here's got a solid two questions, so I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to answer both of them. Benjamin Bleach Breath. This is funny, I should start actually saying what people's names are. How did you begin touring? Obviously it's a lot of work, but I'm terrified of becoming one of the local bands that fizzle out. What's my story? How did you get touring? You said that. What was that like? What did you have to do? They're all the same question. And he's got another one, which is, how did your wife come to a common ground when it came to me being gone? I'm a newlywed. Congratulations, Benjamin. Love your podcast and your drumming. Thank you. Um, hope you get to feeling better. That's nice. Somebody's actually asked how I am. Oh, how are you? Oh, actually, I'm sad. Um, <laughs> fuck, I'm allowed to do that now. 
la 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 oh la la okay how did i begin touring just being in bands i think i played my first gig when i was 13 at the roebuck hotel in tilehurst we pretended we were 16 so we could go and then we got really fucking drunk um and then i've just every weekend of my life was being in a local band and then i think i've got a reputation of being the drummer in the local scene that was the best one in the local scene i guess not saying much no offense do other drummers in the local scene probably just had the most sort of banter and semi-exceptional drumming and that is what we're working with these days as well um and then like the the bigger boys band when i was 16 and there was the bigger boys band who were actually doing tours um they were like do you want to do a tour with us and then i did that and then i was hooked on touring and then yeah just doing doing diy tours with my punk bands and hardcore bands diy you know getting to know the local promoters and stuff i think i think i don't know what it's like but in the i was mainly just in punk bands punk bands hardcore bands and the scene is just so at least it was then i don't know on the lower like not lower level but the kid level now but it was so good you you wanted to book a tour you just went on like punktastic or whatever and you're like i'm trying to book a tour for these boys and then or like for my band and then people would help you out and they'd have you stay at their house and make you food and stuff it was such a good time it was super diy i made loads of friends and sort of cut my teeth on touring a lot so when it came to bands you know you end up knowing so many people that as long as you're not a twat when someone needs a drummer they'll ask you so just you just got to keep throwing yourself out there i guess and also taking some stuff for no money i took i didn't take money for a gig until i was like 21 at least because i just wanted to rip them gigs what was the other question about my wife how do we find a common ground? Well, here's the one tip that you need for having a significant other that supports you being away is they need a fucking hobby. If you get yourself a girl or a guy and they ain't got a hobby and you're going off on tour, you are fucked, my friend, because they're doing nothing. If their hobby is you, they're sat at home going, Ma, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? Oh, are you seeing other people? Are you saying, is there girls there? Is there girls? Or oh, well, in my case, my wife is, she looks after horses and she has a horse. So she's an horse girl and she loves it when I'm away because she can spend more time fucking plaiting their hair or whatever fucking shit they do, melting them down to make glue. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But you know what I mean? She's like mad into horses. So I barely talk to her when I'm on tour because she's out fucking riding not like that you sick fucks uh yeah so get one with a hobby and if you don't have a hobby get a fucking hobby because all that's something you're interested in if you're just interested in fucking watching the tv or whatever i mean watching the tv is sick but you need more than that in life in general um if you listen to this podcast you're definitely a musician so it doesn't fucking matter my biggest pet peeve, my biggest pet peeve, that's from Kane Dubeck. Dobeck? Mr. Dobeck? Um, my biggest pet peeve, I'll tell you what it is. You all know what it is if you're on my Instagram. Editing drums on drum videos. 
every motherfucker does it. Even people that I thought didn't do it. I did a podcast the other day with a lovely gentleman and I was so sure he was au natural. I'm so sure he had just natural B-cup drumming. Double D drumming, actually. Not that I'm going to body shame anyone because I personally would prefer a B. And there's other people that would prefer a double D. Let's get off that subject. Um, The... Yeah, fuck that, didn't I? Is that cancellation? Nah. Nah. Because I I covered the broad spectrum there, I think. And also I was rooting for the underdogs in the grand scheme of things. Um, This is psycho. Yeah, I'm fine. So, completely lost my fucking train of thought. This is what I mean. I've got holes in my brain from this shit. Uh, Oh, yeah, the quantizing shit. Ends up, yeah, a friend of mine slightly juices their videos. It's the equivalent of steroids. Everyone thinks Larry Wheels and all these people on fucking Instagram, Juju and all that shit, everyone thinks that these people are natural athletes and they're not. And everyone thinks every drummer on Instagram and YouTube is a natural athlete and they're not. I saw a comment today on one of my Vic Firth videos, someone saying, yeah, micro-timing seems a bit off, but it's still nice. And I'm like, okay, micro-timing being off, you mean that's me being a genuine human being and a good drum performance would then be quantized in every other video you've ever fucking seen. And that that creates the micro-timing you're talking about, you fucking cunt. So... Shut the fuck up. Everyone should stop editing their videos. I don't care when people say I'm sloppy because I know that I can watch a video. I can watch... If I'm feeling shit about myself, I can watch... Which is a lot of the time. Oh, he's so sad. He's so brave. Um, I can watch back a video and I can go, fuck, I didn't edit that. That's sick. I am sick. And then I go play the drums and then I'm sick. I can only imagine... I think the mental health aspect of the imposter syndrome of faking your drum videos and then having to go out there and play would be far worse than the mental health aspect of getting a few shithead kids going sloppy he needs to tighten up like i know personally a drummer who's fucking left his band because in the studio they just program stuff that's just so impossibly fucking hard that he just got in his own head about it and he can't, you know, he can't can't perform because the pedestal is so fucking high. Just be a bit shit. Let everyone see that you're a bit shit, and then everyone knows you're a bit shit. And then there's no lying. And then when you play good, people will be like, "He's actually fucking good today. I like that." That's a question. That question's being answered. If you weren't endorsed by Tama, Vic Firth, Minor and Evans, what would be the brands that you would like to be endorsed by and why? A lot of people ask me that, actually. There's more than two, a.k.a. three. The lion's share of four. Um, Here's the thing. Not being that guy, but pretty much by this point, with the amount that my band tours and my glowing social media presence, I could probably get endorsed by anyone I wanted. And... That is why I want to be with the companies that I'm with. It would take a lot for me to leave any of these companies. In full disclosure, I was actually turned down by DW um, before I went with Tama. Uh, and I, I just did that out of ease. I had two DW kits. Tama have always been my favourite, but I had two DWs, um, which I managed to get for cheap a long time ago. 
So they were just my kits. And I thought, well, it'd be just be easier for me to be with DW because I wouldn't have to buy any kits. And then I asked them and they said, fuck no, because you're not a Christian. They didn't say that, but I think that's the subtext. Very Christian DW, isn't it? August burns red. The, you know, And I'm the antithesis of the Christian. Not that I've got anything wrong with Christians or Christian values, um, but I occasionally burn churches to the fucking ground. The and it would take by this point I love the people that I work with at these companies for the most part um, and it would take a lot it would take people moving I think if you fuck yeah rough if you took a, a few members of staff from these companies and you put them at other companies then there's a chance that I would jump ship um and that's only because I've got such a great relationship. But in terms of my favourite companies, they are my favourite companies. Um, I know I talk shit on other companies, but it's only because it's funny. Uh, I think every company out of the big ones make good products, and everyone has their own thing, which is better than other companies' things, um, which is cool. It's the variety, it's the spice of life, my friend. Top five movies... That's a good one. Um, I, I should probably think about that. Come back to it. I'll come back to that later. What's the name of your podcast? Fuck off, mate. Well, pet peeves. People who think they're funny. Um, have I ever seen a ghost or had any paranormal experiences? Yes. Someone that doesn't listen to the podcast, obviously, because the piss ghost, uh, graphic nature haunted by the piss ghost if anyone doesn't know listen to the Tom Williams episode I fucking I shouldn't have to keep telling you to listen to episodes everyone's like oh when are we getting a new episode and then they ask me a question to do with old episodes you haven't listened to them all motherfucker again this is another one listen to the fucking podcast what's the most bad tour experience you've ever had there's so many people asking this question on another episode i talk about the time the dog was perioding everywhere and someone rubbed the dog shit all over someone's face that is the tour story listen to the podcast there's a lot of questions about recording internal atomics um, but i'm going to single out this one and it will sort of answer some of the other ones the most demanding and rewarding things about recording and working with will putney the most demanding things is if it's a part where he's programmed the drums, he is unable to hear any other concept. I mean, that's not true, but he's very specific. And all fucking guitarist producers are. Josh is like this as well. So specific with kick drums and guitars at the same time. There's no room for juicing. And then he'll always need a china on a snare, even if it's the hardest fucking thing to do. Um... But he's a very good producer. And the most rewarding thing is when he tells you to try something ridiculous, and in my case, I moan about it before I've even tried it. I'm like, I can't fucking do that. It's impossible. I've never done it. And then you get it in like three takes. And then he's like, see? And then he makes you feel bad for doing that. Um, but it is quite hard because he's recorded some of the best drummers in the world. And it's, it's quite... You want to impress him. Sometimes that gets in your own head a little bit um, because you think he probably recorded someone last week that could play this quicker. I wonder how I compare to that person. I wonder how I compare to this person. I'm still sort of, I'm 32 years old. I'm still getting over that. I'm still getting over just being yourself and not 
comparing yourself to other people. Um, so that's the most rewarding and demanding things. It's also quite rewarding, 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 rewarding going to uh, BGL in the morning with him, get a nice bagel, have a nice little chat. Love him. He's, he's one of my favourite people. A lot of health ones. I'm not a doctor. Um, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I'm in relatively decent shape before I stopped going to the gym because oh, he's so brave. Um, have you had any issues in your elbows from drumming? No, but I had issues in my elbows from bench press. Um, and I tried to get rid of them. For I took months off the gym once. This is about five years ago. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And it ended up, I went to a massage therapist and ended up I had huge knots in my triceps. Um, and that, I'm tired. I haven't slept. I have, it was glorious. But I had huge knots in my triceps, which um, once I'd got them massaged out by a professional, the elbow issues went away immediately. Another question about RSI, no idea. Never had it. Touch fucking wood. I know you love Nine Inch Nails, but you rarely talk about them on the podcast. Favourite Nine Inch Nails songs slash album. Favourite song is Head Like a Hole, recently fucking butchered by... um, What's her name? The Black Mirror. Ashley O. I can't remember the name of the actual... The Wrecking Ball Girl. Was that her? Anyway. God, I sound like a fucking dad. But I can't remember her name because I am brain dead. Um, But my favourite album's probably With Teeth. Great band. If you don't like Nine Inch Nails, then that's your decision and it's okay. How would you keep your left bass drum pedal from moving? I've tried weights and Velcro. Nothing works for me. And that is from The Abominable Snowman. No, I don't know. You're too strong, mate. That's f- I've never heard of that. There's little spikes for that to happen. I'm sure if people like Eloy, don't, theirs don't move. There's sandbags. You can get little Tama sandbags. I know Alex Rudinger uses them on his snare. I just use a bell brass, so it stays where it is. So does he. Oh, actually, actually Alex does use a bell brass. Shut up, everyone. Buy a t-shirt. There's a lot of questions like this one. As if I'm some sort of fucking self-help guy. What steps work for you that you embed in your lifestyle that assist your growth, attitude and energy for life? I'm just a fucking dude, right? And I'm fucking all over the place. And you talk to any of my friends and tell you, they'll either tell you, yeah, sometimes he's a fucking miserable prick and other times he's very funny to be around. Um... I don't have anything that I do. I don't think I'm doing anything right. No one knows what they're doing. I think there's a there's a lot to be said about people looking to, not calling myself this, but like internet figures or whatever to tell them how to feel or how to be or to meditate or to do this or to do that. But no fucker knows what they're doing. No one. Not your favourite fucking musicians. Not your favourite athletes. Absolutely no one knows what they're doing. Everyone is just riding life. And the best thing that you can do is be yourself and work hard at whatever you love to do. And that sounds so fucking easy, but let's... And now, actually, plot twist, I've become one of those people that I'm just talking about that I hate. I don't know, mate. No one fucking knows. Just fucking hang out. Have a bit of fun. Don't be a cunt to people. I've said the C-word so many times. 
in this episode and it's fine and I'll get away with it because my mum knows that I'm sad and he's so brave for talking about things so I'll let him off for saying the C word. Cunt, 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 cunt. I think we might end the podcast on that. Please buy the downbeat vinyl variation or a t-shirt or both because I've spent so much money on the private ENT. Oh, go fund me. I left my nose in the van and someone broke in and uh, now I don't have a nose anymore. So please, I was in Cracker Barrel and uh, yeah, and they broke into the van and they stole my inferior turbinate and now I spent money on a new one. Go fund me. Go fuck yourself. Bye. <laughs>